Paraktas Mishnah Zion. Hamachalik Nechasim Al Piv. One is giving over his estate, is being Machalik as Nechasim by Piv, by his mouth, by his command. He's giving it over to his children. Rebbelezer says that Echad Bari Echad Mesukan, whether this fellow is healthy or whether he's a Cholim Mesukan, he's on his deathbed, he's a Shchid Meira. Ein Nechasim Niknin Makabal, these Nechasim will not be acquired to the receiver unless there's Echad Midarchi Hakinin, there's an actual acquisition done. Hainu. Nechasim Shish Lahan Achrayas, things that have Achrayas, like Karka, Niknin Vikasef. It's acquired with kesef. Shenosin hakona lemakne. The acquirer gives the 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 kona, the one that's acquiring it, gives to the makne, the one that's giving it over. He gives him money. Even if he gives him just a pruta, gives him you know a very small amount, but it's a shava pruta. Since he gave it to make this complete acquisition, he is going to acquire it. Ubishtar, or if he gives a star, meaning Ubishtar Matnas Matana, Shakosa Vanusan Makabal, the noting the giver writes to the receiver a star matana, a gift, is giving over this karka to the receiver. Ubichazaka, Ibichazaka, Shabakabal Machzik Bakarka, the one that's receiving it makes a chazaka in the karka. For example, he locks the door, he puts up a fence, digs a hole in the ground, etc. So if it's karka, if it's things that have nechasm shishla machrayas, you've got to either do kasev, Shtar or Chazaka. Vishainlan Machrayas, things that do not have a chrayas, meaning things that are like, it's like Mithatlan, like movable objects, you know, a baseball bat, or, uh, you know, your, your, your cattle, stuff like that. Ain't Niknan El Mashicha. You can only acquire it through Mashicha. Uh, Mashicha is pulling, Hagba is lifting, Mesira is giving over. Any of these acquisitions. Avalobe Kesap, but not with money. Lobishtar, not with a document. Lobe Chazaka, nor with Chazaka. And Abelazar, he doesn't hold that we had learned that the words of a Shchimirah, the ones who's dying, his mere words are as if they're written down and given over. Abelazar does not hold this principle. And therefore he holds, even if he's dying and he's giving over his estate, the receiver is not going to receive it unless he makes an actual Kenyan, as if a regular healthy person was, giving, was making a Kenyan. This is Rebbe Lezer's opinion, that the Lacha does not follow like Rebbe Lezer. And right away, Amalah the Chama said of Rebbe Lezer, who do hold that the words of a Shchimera, Divrei Shchimera, Kekesuvim, Ukemesurimhim, the words of a Shchimera, the words of one on the deathbed, it's as if it's written down in stone and given over. That's what the Chama holds, that's how we paskin. So they say to Rebbe Lezer, There's a story with the mother of the children of Rocha. Rocha was the name of their father. So the mother of these children, she was sick. Vraman, she said, Tanu kivinasi labiti, give my kivinasi to my daughter. Kavina is targum shal redid. It's a tzif, it's a kerchief. And on her deathbed, she said, give my kerchief to my daughter. Vibishneim asamana is worth 12 mana. 12 mana is uh, 1,200 zuz. Very, very valuable kerchief. Vamesa, and then Nebuch, she died. Vikimus the Barah, and they fulfilled her words. They gave the kavina to the daughter. Even though there's no Kenyan done over here, they still give it to the daughter. From here we learn that the the gift of one who's on the deathbed, does not need a Kenyan. The sons of Rochel should be burying their mother. Unbelievable. Meaning, don't make me a raya from the sons of Rochel. They're wicked people. Bahalavai should take from Imam. Halavai, they should be burying their mother. Very unfortunate. The Kivan Shayu is shot, and since they were so wicked, 
to fulfill the matana of the mother by giving it to the daughter before the son, even though there's no kinyan. We know that sons take precedence to inherit before daughters. And here the mother said, I want to give it to the daughter. And there was no kinyan done. So says Obliezer, you know why he went to the daughter without a kinyan? To give a knas to the sons that were Risham, that they should not receive it, even though they uh, take precedence before daughters in a Yerusha. So therefore you can't bring a raya from there. And the Gemara explains, Shema Shemar Beliezer, Shahayu Risham, they were wicked. What's the reason that they were wicked? Because they would keep Chaitzim Bekarams, some kind of uh, grass in their vineyard. And it was a problem of Kalayim. Kalayim is a Torah prohibition. And there's Machlokas between the Beliezer and the Chachamim, where one who has Chaitzim in his, in his Karen, in his vineyard, Beliezer holds that it's, it's Kalayim, it's forbidden. And that which grows is forbidden, you've got to burn it. And Chalim, I mean, it's not, it's not Kalayim, it's not a problem. And therefore, according to the Chachamim, they were, according to the they were not Risham. They weren't wicked. And therefore, don't say it was a kanas. And rather, the gift went over to the daughters just because her word is as if it's written down and given over like we explained. And therefore, it is a good raya. But according to Rebbe no, it's not a good raya. Really, you need a kenyan. But over here, we let it go to the daughters so that it does not go to the sons because they were a sham, even though there was no kenyan. So this is the machlokas. The Chalm say, some of the gears of Rebbe Yezer, which would make more sense over here, because it says now that Bishabbat on Shabbos, if it's a Shechimira who's dying, is giving over his Nechassim on Shabbos, Tavar of Kayam and his words are fulfilled without a kenyan. Because he can't write on Shabbos. He cannot write or make a kenyan on Shabbos. Therefore, the Chumar Bataki, that his words will be fulfilled so he doesn't lose his mind. So the Tavar of Daiti, I love. That's on Shabbos. But during the weekday, during the week, during the week you can write, you can make a kenyan. Therefore, Blaise is going to hold it during the week. You have to make a kenyan, otherwise, it's no good. And Bishua says, Bishabbos Amru. If on Shabbos the Chum said that Shchimira could make a Kenyan just with, with his mere Amir, without actually um, writing or giving over, just his words itself make the acquisition. So all the most during the week. Since during the week you could make an actual acquisition, you could write, you could give, you could give over. So all the more so Kalshkin that the Makab, the receiver, could be Zokhat, the Chasam, even without the Kenyan, without, 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 without writing anything. So Bishua is going to side with the Chachamim that hold that you don't need a Kenyan um, during the week, um, and certainly not on Shabbos. So really, everyone agrees that on Shabbos you don't need a Kenyan. Why? Because you can't make a Kenyan on Shabbos. We don't, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't want this guy to lose his mind. But during the week, it's going to be Machlokas. The Chachamim of Yeshua will say that you don't need a Kenyan, and Elias is going to say that you do need a Kenyan. We find another machlokas similar to this machlokas. One wants to give a gift to a katan, to a minor. So the katan himself cannot acquire it himself. So you can leave for him, go over to a different gadol, so I'm giving this to you to acquire it for that katan. But but you cannot be mezakeh for a gadol. Gadol himself can acquire it himself. So you can't go over to one gadol and say, hey, acquire this for another gadol. Because the gadol himself could acquire it himself. No, if the Chalam said that for a Kazan you can be Mizak and acquire for him, even though he himself cannot acquire it himself, all the most of a Gadol that has the ability to acquire things himself, he could also appoint a Shliach to represent him, all the more so, that you could have somebody else acquire something for him and it would work. And Allah Chafal is like Rabbi Yehoshua. Okay, Mishnah Ches. Nafla bayis alav ve al aviv. Very interesting Mishnah. 
you have a case where a house, unfortunately, it falls and collapses. It falls on a person and on his father. It falls on Reuven and it falls on Yaakov, his father. Now they both die. Or Allah, or on him and on his Marishav, those that would yarshin him, his relatives. Shehu Yarshim, the most that would inherit him when he dies, for example, Reuven and Shimon, his brother, and there, was no, there were no children. So now, you know, they both die. And on Reuven, there was a Ksubas Isha Ubalchov. So he had a Ksuba that he owed to his wife. And there were Balichayv that, you know, he owed a debt to. And he did not leave over Nechasim, he didn't leave over anything for the Balchov, for the creditor, or his widow to collect from. He's got nothing now. So, the Yarshim of the father, in the case where the house fell on him and on his father, on Reuven and on Yaakov. So these Yarshim, now they'll say, the son died first. Reuven died first. Reuven, you know, that owed you the Ksuba. Reuven that owed you money for you know for your for your as 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 he had debts to you. See, he died first. Now he had nothing. We know he had nothing. Then afterwards, Yaakov died. Yaakov was a rich guy. He had a lot of stuff. But Yaakov died after Reuven. And there, for Vedimsa comes out. Reuven did not inherit any part of Yaakov's Yerusha because he was dead by the time Yaakov died already. And therefore, the Balchov, the Albada, cannot collect. From the, from the assets that are Yaakov, that are falling now, say, to the grandchildren that are inheriting the estate now. They have no say in the matter. So, so what do you do? So the Balachayv, and then the Balachayv, I mean, the Balachayv say, no. Yaakov died first. After Yaakov died, Reuven, who had nothing, inherited everything. And then and then afterwards, Reuven died, and therefore, we want to collect accordingly. And then so at the time of death, the father, Yaakov, was Bazacha to Reuven, his son, the Yerusha, and now the widow and these creditors want to collect accordingly. So who's right? Just divide it. When money is placed in a matter of doubt, divide it. And the Mar explains, They have a star, which is his right to be collected. We view it as if it's collected. Who has a star? They're also, they're also in the nechasim, like the yarshim of the father. And therefore you divide it. And so to the widow, she has the shark suba. So she's like a muxik, and therefore we divide everything, you know, amongst the yarshim and amongst the creditors. But Basil, I mean, no, nechasim bechaskasim. The nechasim are in the chazaka of the yarshiyav, of the yarshim. Why? Sheriheim yarshim vada. They are vada yarshim. They're certain yarshim. The balchov, who's coming to be moti from the hands of the yarshim, he's got to bring proof. Shehu meis rishon, you want to prove that the grandfather died first, and the son inherited it, and now you could come and collect that inheritance? Okay, you got to prove it. you got no proof. If you have no proof, you cannot come and collect from the Nechasm of the Yerusha. Therefore, according to Beis Hillel, the Yerushim keep the Yerusha and the Balchov and the Almana would get nothing.